Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Watchfulness for increase and victory. Um, for under the theme of the month, watch. What's the theme of the month? Exemption. Divine exemption by Hallelujah. Divine exemption by watchfulness. And I want to continue the series I started in January. Today is the first Sunday for the month of February, right? And so today is our communion. We'll take communion. Hallelujah. Um, this month, most of the Saturdays, we'll be doing a lot of evangelism. I think I said it the last time, but um, yesterday was quite busy for me, so I... Last week, I attempted to proceed. I think I stayed on the same um, subject. I was talking about the areas that God wants us to be watchful in. Praise the Lord. Um, When we talk about exemption, we are talking about the fact that God excludes you from a particular kind of suffering. You see first examples in the scriptures when Israel had gone into captivity in the land of Egypt. And um, Moses had been sent by the Lord God Almighty that he would rescue them and bring them into their own land so that they may serve the Lord. And I always don't miss the opportunity to add when I make reference to the scripture that the purpose for your salvation is to serve the Lord. He said, let my people go that they may serve me. There is a purpose for which you are being saved. There is a purpose for which God's hand is on you. There is a purpose for which a door is always ministered to you. Okay, the reason why you are enjoying anything in life is to serve the Lord. The reason why you breathe is to serve the Lord. Everything you do, the reason why you are in that school, the reason why you are in that classroom is to serve the Lord. The reason why God has given you the friends that have surrounded you is so that you will serve the Lord. How do you serve the Lord with the friends that are around you? By revealing Christ to them. By making sure that your interactions with those guys, okay, manifest the intent of God's kingdom until your friend's life and heart is governed by God's influence. Until the people around you give up on their mindset and pick the mindset of God. There is a reason why Jesus would go into the house of Zacchaeus, for instance, and have discussions with him. It wasn't for fanfare. Anytime Christ entered into the, the company of people, so-called sinners, the end result was that they gave up their lifestyle without even he preaching with his mouth the kingdom of God. What he did was to demonstrate the love of the Father through his actions to them, and it convicted them. Praise the Lord. God wants you to serve him. Praise the Lord. Our knowledge of God always translates in our service to him. Jesus put it this way. He said, if you love me, you will obey my commandment. So the proof of love is in the obedience. Proof, let, me, let, me, let me say it well. Proof of love to an authority figure is, is shown in our obedience to that authority figure. Proof of love to a co-equal is shown in our service to that 
individual. Praise the Lord. It's seen in the interactions we do. So you do unto that neighbor what you would love to be done for you. Proof of love to um, um, a subordinate or anybody that is subservient in any form to, your, to who you are is shown in how you treat them. How you treat them. In how you treat them. Praise the Lord. If you perceive anybody to be lower ranked than you in any way, show them TLC. What is TLC? Tender loving care. Praise the Lord. That you have a, a subordinate and you prove yourself by lording and shouting you have not attained yet. He said, Jesus put it this way. He said, in the kingdoms of this world, those who are bosses, those who are leaders, they lord themselves over their people. He said, but it shall not be so amongst you. Tell your neighbor, it shall not be so among you. Tell another person, it shall not be so among you. Hallelujah. But he says, the one that shall be greatest, let him be the servant. So greatness in this kingdom is measured by your service and the motive behind your service. All the 24 elders are servants. They are not sitting on their seat 24-7. No, they are servants. The more you serve, the more important you become to God. The more of God's love you show, the more you become relevant to God. So Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, if I give everything I have to the poor, like most of you like to do, if I gather all my things, it's my birthday, let me go and cook for the poor, let me go and do this. He said, I can do all these things, but if I have not loved, I am just wasting my time. I am a use, I am a, like a resounding symbol. I am, I am just making noise. And today, people, somebody, I'm going to help an orphanage. There's a camera. Let the world see what I'm doing. You have lost it. Jesus said, when you receive a plot of men, you have missed the applaud of heaven. He said, when men see your, uh, 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 the good deed you are, there's a difference between let your good work shine before men. And exposing your good deed. If I show you kindness, it is between me and you. I've let my good work shine before men. He's not looking for audience. The God that saw me in secret, helping you in secret, knows that by my good deed, you have had a conviction that this man is a good man. I tell my driver, uh, Anthony, stop exposing me to people. I keep telling him, stop telling people who I am. Anybody comes around, oh, he's an apostle. I say, Anthony, stop it. And I mean it. Then you go like, oh, your person I'm for now, sorry, sorry, no, any by you exposing me. It's not everybody that you are exposing. Some people they hate pastors. 
I like to be able to, I've told God many years ago, and I still do it. If I am not standing here preaching, when I come here and I'm wearing my normal flip-flops, you, I went to the bank last week. I was sitting there in my casual, very casual, they say. Bank person walked in. Then he turned and said, when he was coming, he said, you are Apostle Kingsley Jagos, and I said, Jesus Christ. I said, oh, what one is that? Then the people who were sitting in front of me, they tend to look at me. I was dressing some simple thing with my folded with my chalote. I was like, I said, how come my camouflage is not working? He said, then he shook my hand. He said, you don't know me. You don't know me. You have never seen me before. I said, of course I don't know you. What, what are you doing? Pointing me out like that. He said, I am from Joyful Way. I said, I've been seeing your picture on the status of Keith. You know Keith. I said, yeah. when you do posters, don't put my face on the poster. Same way, I was at La Palm one time. A guy woke up, came to me. Said, you are Apostle Kingsley J. Gosson. I said, I came here to eat. I want to be able to walk down the street and buy Gary granuts and, and go and do Gary Sokins with that. I want to be able to, I leave the house, like yesterday, uh, two days ago, I'll leave the house, walk to Barcelona, go and buy things, then put it in a polythene bag, and I'm walking by the road, I'm walking. I did it. I do it all the time. Without anybody saying, you are, do you know why Jesus needed a case for betrayal? If he came around here, you will not know that he is Jesus. The Bible says that there was nothing about him that would attract him, attract us to him. So even though he had been preaching, people had heard that there is a certain, but they had never. You may see him today, but tomorrow you will know that he is the one. So Judah said, "The one I kiss, he is the one." I like that life. There are many men of God, they can't walk on the street. Contagious. Contagious spirit. I want to be able to walk to a certain nice Kokonte joint. Jessica, you say, wait. be able to walk anywhere and buy and be free and go. That I preach the gospel does not make me important or a celebrity. We are not celebrities so. We are servants. The word minister is a word servant. 
servant is different from you let me not go there let's maintain the scripture and so there is a definite lifestyle that we are supposed to manifest there is a, a particular where we read in the scripture there is a particular lifestyle that heaven wants you to be part of do you understand me there is a a particular lifestyle, a well-defined lifestyle of Jesus. Whatever you do, whatever you do, let heaven approve of it. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, whatever you do, let heaven approve of it. Let heaven approve of it. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13. to 14. Add the two together. 13 to 14. The scripture for the month. The scripture, it said, watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Then he says, be strong. 14. Everybody want go. Let all that you do be done with love. Okay? The thing is that you can do things and there is no love inside. You can present yourself and there is no love inside. And so be watchful, therefore, that whatever you do is done in love. It will exempt you from demonic um, attacks and it will exempt you from the accusation of God. Do you know that when God accuses you, there is no place to hide? He said to a certain church, he said, I have not found your works perfect. If you want to be perfect in your works, then you are going to be watchful that all that you do, not some. Let me bring it home a little bit. Wives, when was the last time you served your husband with love? When you were cooking and you were serving the food. All the wives are shaking their head and, and shrugging their shoulders. If you enter the court of husbands, will your words prove faithful? Why, husbands, when was the last time you served your wife with love? Giving honor to the woman. When was the last time you loved with honor? Let all that you do, not some. When you are coming to church, are you coming with the heart of love? Or it is because when you come and you sit down, apostle may see something about me and pray for me so that my problem will be solved. Praise the Lord. Let all that you do be done with love. This, this, this instructions is very important as you walk as a citizen of the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Your interactions, not just on Sunday. Our Christianity is not activated on Sunday morning and shut down on Sunday evening. 
Do you understand me? Our Christianity is a 24-7 activity. It is proven in our interactions. Do you understand me? With our fellowship with God being the foundation, the bedrock. So I spend time with God, fellowshiping with God, and I come and demonstrate the result of that fellowship in my work with you. Do you understand me? So that even if I am not happy with you, I must be careful that my displeasure at an action of yours does not disqualify me. So uh, who is there? Stop taking the scriptures away. The person, tell the person about my traditions. When I quote the scripture, it stays there until we change it. Okay, don't be going off. Stand fast. Stand fast means maintain the stance of faith that we are given. Maintain the stance of faith. And we are going to go into, into it right now. Maintain the stance of faith. You want to be identified as, a, as one that loves, as one that is watchful. Maintain that stance. Don't let situations and the attitude of people bend you. I wish I can stay there for a while. It is very easy to, to say that because I extended a hand of help, a hand of favor to somebody, and the person more treated me, therefore, Shonipaneja is am I? No. We don't say that because somebody has done this, me too, I will do the opposite. No. No. Praise the Lord. The one who instructed you to show love, to show mercy, is not the one that you are showing mercy to. Blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mercy. Do you understand me? Let me come back to relationship and marriage. If, if, if a spouse decides to maltreat you and you want to pay the person back with more treatment, you are dishonoring God. Because the one who gave the instruction to show honor, the Bible, this is how he put it. He said, As in reverence to Christ, In Ephesians 5, from verse 22, let's put it there. Go to verse 20. Uh-huh. Everybody want to read. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. As to the Lord. But before he came there, look at the 22, 21. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. This one is a foundation. Amen. The fear of God. I am doing this for you because I fear God. Why do I fear him? Because he has instructed me to be submissive to you. It is a mindset. Say, Lord, I receive that mindset. Say, Lord, I receive the mindset of humility and submission in the fear of the Lord. Then he comes to 22, put it there. Then he says, wives, not women,
you understand me? It's an instruction to a particular identity. That's why when you go up there, when he starts, he defines what love is. From verse 1 and 2, he defines what love and what we, how we ought to walk. Then after this one, when he addresses, he addresses a husband. Not men. Do you understand me? Because there is a particular life that should not be expected if you are not within the, the environment that it is prescribed. It won't work. As a woman, you are expected to submit as a wife to one man, husband. The one that is head over you. Men are not the heads of women. Being male does not make you head. That's not what the scripture said. Apostle, Corinthians says, man is the head of the woman. He's referring specifically to the order of things as marriage is concerned. I keep saying, if you are not in the hierarchy, the word does not apply to you. Do you understand me? So wife submits your own husbands, your own. So if you're a man, if you're, if you're a woman, if you're a wife, every husband is not your head. Your own. I'm not saying therefore go and be disrespectful to other people. Are we here? Go to 23, quickly. For the husband is head of the wife. Have you seen how clear it is? He didn't say for them, for men. Are you here? Yes, sir. Let's go. Then, then, then he shows you the order, the pattern that we are mimicking. It's a pattern that we are looking up to and conforming to. So your, your submission to your husband is a direct reflection of the submission of the church to Christ. That is why if Christ is Lord, your husband is your Lord. Do you understand me? And for me, I hate this analogy because it puts the man or the husband in a very tight corner. Do you know why? As a man, you are in the place of Christ. Are you manifesting as Christ? Have you received the mindset of Christ? The nature of Christ? The love of Christ. Do you know how Christ loves the church? Have you studied it? Will you die for the church? Will you die for your wife? As also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Are you the savior of your wife? 
If you are not ready to save her from all manner of things, foolishness being the number one. Oh yeah. When I say don't feel insulted, every woman here, they have a deliberate foolishness that they display. Deliberate. Women are my telling lies. Just like men have a deliberate stubbornness they display. They'll be listening to you. Say, mm, 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 mm. It does not even enter to come out of you. It passes here and then Every man knows how to listen to you without hearing. Men are my telling lies. It is not the nature of Christ. Makafu says, Romeo, that, that, that nature that you display, thinking that you did form, you didn't learn it from Jesus. He said, for you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have been taught of him. 24. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ. Just as. What does that mean? In the same way. This one, there is no argument. And like I keep saying, if you find yourself arguing against these divine ordinances and lifestyle of the kingdom, you are just proving that you are an infidel to the kingdom. You are not a citizen of the kingdom. The governing influence of Christ has not reached you yet. Christ has not colonized your heart. He is not Lord thereof. The instruction, go to the husband, the instruction to the husband. Quickly. Everybody read. So husbands ought to love their own wives. Go to 27 first. 26. One go. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ. Just as. Just as. Just as. So if you think the instruction given to the woman uh, is, makes you powerful, think again. It puts you in a place of responsibility far beyond what has been given to the woman. Which one is easier to do? Something that is humanly possible or something that is truly divine? Just as the church is submitting, the church is a human organization. Is that not so? Ruled by divinity. So, the submission of, man, of the woman to the husband is a human work. So you are looking at human examples. It is not even perfect because the church is not submitted perfectly. And yet when it comes to the husband, he is not giving you a human standard. Not just as the church. This one, just as Christ is doing. Which one is more difficult? Ladies, answer me. Which one is more difficult? To mimic human beings or to mimic Jesus? Esther, answer me. Jessica, which one is more is difficult? Eh? 
Google, which one is more difficult? To mimic divinity. Because right now, you don't know how Jesus is even loving. And yet, you must love like him. If we are supposed to submit, the way sometimes we rebel against Jesus, that's why most ladies will rebel, because even the church crowd will rebel. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you get the point, right? The standard is Jesus. The standard is Jesus. The standard is Jesus. Not human beings. So, Lord, reign in my life. So, there is a definite lifestyle expected from our relationship with God. So, based on that fellowship, we relate to humanity. Then we manifest. And it says, we are supposed to be watchful therein. We are supposed to be watchful in that arena. Tell your neighbor, be watchful in that arena. Hallelujah. So I gave you Micah 7, 7. Then I gave you Psalm 119 verse 113. Is that not so? What did we say in Psalm 119 verse 113? Quickly. So that I go to, I give you two more points. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. You are making sure that in your watchfulness, what you must hate, you hate. What you must love, you love. So when you go to Psalm, uh, Psalm 1, let's go there quickly. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Double-minded is a person or friends or any group of people whose resolve towards God is, is not it's not steadfast. They are they are they can change their opinion. When you walk with people like that, you become nominal in your Christianity. And in this generation, many people are losing their faith because of nominality. The fear of God does not define anything else. It's like we do things based on some ritual. I was born into Christianity. If I like, I'll go to church. If I like, I'll stay at home. It's not if you like. It is not a democracy. Please understand this. Our work with God is not a democratic work. The government of God is not a democracy. You don't choose your will. The will of the king is law. It's a theocracy. Praise the Lord. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So the person that is, that is without God, his counsel towards how you serve God, should not matter. I thought I would hear an amen. amen. The people who don't fear God, they may even come to church from time to time. And they will sit on radio because they have a certain influence and say, don't pay tithe. Don't go to church every day. Stop praying. They, 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 the counsel of the ungodly, the one who does not revere God, the one who does not fear God, must not Find its way in your heart because you are trying to be watchful in your walk with the Lord and to please him. You are not here to please the opinion of somebody who doesn't know God and is trying to suggest to you how God, whom he does not know, must be saved. Ah, you didn't hear me. There is a way prescribed where God wants you to serve him. I told you that he set you free that you may serve him. There are people who want to serve God nominally. They, they carry the mindset of the Pharaoh. Pharaoh told Moses, you people can go, but don't go far. Worship near. Moses said, no way. No way. We must go far. Otherwise, our worship will be obnoxious to you. It's our worship. We worship with our cows and sheep. 
And the shepherd's life is an abomination to every Egyptian. Let alone the carcass of our sheep. When you see us sacrificing to God, you will fall on us and, and destroy us. Because it will be abnormal and obnoxious to you. So say we, then, then Pharaoh said, okay, you can go. But leave your sheep and cows at home. No. We serve God with our, with our substance. And so we are not leaving it here. So somebody who does not revere God say, don't go to church with offering. Because the message of God is, for, is not for sale. Freely they have received. So freely they are given. When you came here to this place, did you come and sit here freely? How much did we pay? The camera that is capturing this, that is, we are, we are zooming through with the internet. Do you think we got it by speaking in tongues? This TV and things like that, do you think that it was freely given to us? Praise the Lord. The people's school fees and the things that we do for the members, <laughs> we just pick it from the air. That's what the offering does. So he said, bring the tithe and offering that there will be food in the house. The things we receive becomes the food that serves God's people and the needs of the people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you here? So he said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. If you are going to be watchful, you are going to be mindful that people who are double-minded, people who are not resolute in their work with God, they are not your counselors. Anybody that is going to dampen your faith and your resolve, you may have an encounter with God and God will tell you that every Saturday around a certain time, fast and pray. Then somebody will come and tell that me, I've never fasted and prayed around this time before. The instruction is to you based on your personal relationship with God. No two marriages are the same. Do you understand me? What one husband likes, another husband may hate. Do you understand me? There are some of you ladies, okay, when all you need is flowers. When somebody buys some rose flowers and ties them bouquet and give it to you, say, yeah, they're not all oh, sorry. Oh, you, you, you are happy. Is that not so? But I know some ladies, if you bring flowers to them, they will insult you. Because Amanda says what? Praise the Lord. A typical Ghanaian woman, born and bred at Teshi, or Labadi. As soon as you sweat your hand, you go like, quick, quick, quick. Give me the gun sentences. Oh, then. Oh, what mini? Oh, what be a jay? What was the meaning of that one? You are messing up the place. You think you are presenting a love offering. Say, Master, what is this uh, rubbish you are bringing here? I've warned people around me. Christmas, my birthday, don't bring me a card. And that one, I subscribe to that statement you just made. I will tell you today, so that I'm confessing my sins, so that you, 
When you bring me a card, I read it, I start tearing it, I put it in a dustbin that same day. It's from your heart. Say it to me. Say it to me. It doesn't mean that if you like it, I'll do it for you. I'll sign for you. You like it. Me, I don't like. In the same way, in our individual relationship with God, there are specific ordinations. The instruction that was given to uh, Samson in his relationship with God is different from the instruction that was given to, let's say, uh, uh, Gideon. Gideon was not told to be Rasta. Okay? But Samson was asked to be. Do you understand? There are individual ordinations. There are instructions regarding every relationship. I'm, I'm a father. I have three kids, right? There is a general instruction. But for each of them, based on what assignment and how, I, there are instructions I give to them differently. There, is a, there are different expectations on all of them. Do you understand? So somebody who does not know your God and the covenant relationship you have with him should not be the one telling you. And, and look at how the scriptures go. Ungodly. It means the person is without God. He is without the knowledge of God. He is without the understanding of God. And that person is trying to tell you how to serve your God. The Bible says that to the carnal mind, all things are foolishness. You cannot receive anything from God. So you go to, you see them on Facebook. They write foolish things about Christianity. And then tomorrow, they want to, how can somebody who does not know who God is call a certain man of God fake? What is his basis? What is his yardstick of measurement? He does not know God. That person visits a shrine. What does he call the fetish place fake? You see politicians, because they have, they have, they have uh, human beings, the people in the country have given them power to serve, they think they know. So they will come and say, we are going to shut. I don't have a problem you shutting fake churches down. But what is a fake church? You then you go to a fetish priest. And you see a certain pastor has also gone to fetish priest and he's doing church. So the pastor is fake. You and the pastor who went to the, fet um, the fetish priest, who is more fake? Why don't you shut yourself down before you come and shut that fake pastor down? You see, be careful in your work with God. I, I, I don't care what people say. We will spread the gospel. But one day you realize that all the things that people, the devil has anointed people to write against God and his kingdom. It was the same deception that he gave to Eve and you fell prey to it. May you escape. The three people have a song. It's an old Pentecost song. I love it. I say, What's What's Then he says, Ora no beba, obeba Obiara beba beyi. He said the F has an owner. So don't take it as if it belongs to you, number one. Then he says, the owner will come one day. There is an hour of reckoning. Tell your neighbor there is an hour of reckoning. There is a certain fearful judgment day. 
The reason why we pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon you is so that he will teach you and get you ready for that day. Just like a, a makeup artist, when a woman is about to marry, will sit the woman down. Sometimes, how many hours? Now, will I? Five hours. Painting your face. Making sure that every blemish on your face is not seen. Every pimple is taken away. Every thing, so that that day, your beauty is enhanced so that you look appealing to the groom in the same way the Holy Spirit in these last days that one the work he's doing is far better than the makeup artist he's making you up he's taking away the blemishes from your face and not just your face from your heart from your mind that is the essence of the fellowship of the Holy Ghost that he will Bad Christ in you until un, you, you see what they did to Esther before she went into the presence of the king. Okay, you'll be different spices. The spices here stand for the fruit of the Holy Ghost. He's going to build you in patience, he's going to build you in the things that will make you see the king, and the king will say, This is my bride indeed. That is what the Holy Ghost is doing. And he's asking you to be watchful therein. He's doing what? So, don't come to God with your needs as the motive behind your fellowship with God. Because if you get all these things, there's going to be a day of reckoning and he's going to ask you, what did you do? Yesterday I was preaching at a funeral service and I was asking the people a, a question that Pilate asked when he had brought out Barabbas and uh, Christ and he asked the people what shall I do with Jesus who is called the Christ when the people had rejected Jesus and said give us Barabbas he asked them what then shall I do with Jesus called the Christ and the people said crucify him well he was crucified are you also crucifying him? Are you also listening to the voice of the people, the counsel of the ungodly about what you should do with Jesus? What are you doing with Jesus called the Christ? Is your service, your watchfulness based on the opinion of Facebook court? Social media opinions. The ungodly people who have no reverence for God. In being watchful for increase, make sure that you have sanctified the Lord God in your heart. This year, may God prosper you. This year, may the Lord draw you to himself. I pray that your convictions in Christ will truly be based on what he wants you to walk in. Are you here with me? Can we go on? Hallelujah. Let me add some few more scriptures to the same first point to you. Matthew 16, 24, 1 Peter 3, 8. Let's read 1 Peter 3. I love that scripture. And then there's Colossians 1, 9 to 10. Add it to the first point. Then we'll go to the second point. Finally. One, let's go. Everybody, one go. Finally. All of you be of one mind. Uh-huh. Having compassion for one another. Uh-huh. Love his brothers. Uh-huh. Be tender-hearted. Uh-huh. Be 
These five points is my constant marriage preaching point. If you want to know what I'll preach at your wedding, this this message. This is this is what I preach at every marriage ceremony. I, I won't change it until Jesus tells me to change it. So if you think that my, my, my sermon in your service is going to be boring, this is it. I've told you. You, can, you might as well read it and then we'll share the benediction and go at your wedding ceremony. Right? Because anything that is going to make your marriage succeed is here. He said be tender-hearted. Some of you, your heart is not tender. It is harder than willy. Some of your heart is more hot than suya. Suya. You see the pepper suya. Kilishi. Let's go quickly. Nine. Everybody read nine. Not, Not retaining evil for evil. Uh-huh. Or reviling for reviling. Uh-huh. But on the contrary, blessing. Knowing uh- that you were called to this that you may inherit a blessing. This is what you are being called for. This lifestyle, this definitely, what I've spent the past 30 minutes explaining. So this is what you are being called for. This is what we are being called for. Colossians 1, 9 to 10, quickly. You are being watchful in your work with God. So you are being watchful in that fellowship. Your work with God is too, I've told you, is too pronged in two ways. Your fellowship with God and your relationship with man. This is on the side of what you do with man. Okay? Let's go. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, let's go. Do not cease to pray for you. Uh Uh-huh. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of Everybody read, read, read one. Uh Uh-huh. You see, what was the the prayer topic we prayed? That you will know. He said, I pray for you that you will be filled with what? The knowledge of his will. God wants you to know him. It is in your knowledge of him that you will know his will for you. The power is in knowing that. Because to receive answer to prayer, this is the confidence we have with him. That when we pray according to his knowledge, according to his will, sorry. He hears us. So if the prayer is not in his will, he is not going to mind you. The power is not in the screaming. The power is, when people come and stand in front of me, when you bring your tithe, sometimes I'll tell you, put your tithe there, then i make you put your hand on it. And then I say, pray. Then I'm, I'm pacing up and now here I'm speaking in tongues. I want to know from God, what is his will for you regarding that month? And that, what, that's what I, when I get it, then I come and stand here. Then I start praying. That's what I do for you. Because you see, contrary to the counsel of the ungodly, that tells you that pastors want to eat, spend your money. I am not called to spend my, your money. There are three things I fear from church members. Their money, their praises. I won't tell you the third one. I was going to say it. I said, no, let me not expose all things like that. For this reason, we also, we, since the day we heard of your faith, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom, there are many foolish Christians. May you not be part of them. Amen. There are many, many stupid Christians. May you not be part of them. Amen. 
I'm not insulting you. Jesus said, Matthew 25, he said, um, uh, 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 ten virgins representing ten virgins represent purity. Christians, people have been sanctified. He said they were waiting for the coming of the groom, but he said five were wise, five were foolish. May you never be a foolish virgin. Amen. May you never be a foolish virgin. What was the definition of their foolishness? Uh, verse three. One go. Those who are foolish took their lamps and took no oil. No oil. He didn't say extra. Most people, when they are quoting, say they didn't take extra oil. No, they took no oil, let alone extra. The oil is referring to the Holy Spirit, the influence of the Holy Spirit. Just like Acts 19, people, Paul met some people and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? There are many people who say that the work of the Holy Spirit is not important in this generation and that the Holy Spirit work died when the last disciple died. You are a foolish virgin. You can never love anybody without the Holy Spirit, which is an instruction of the New Testament. You can't pray without the Holy Spirit. What is the name of the Holy Spirit? What's the name of the Holy Spirit? His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Holy Spirit is title. Why are you quiet looking at me like that? You yes. see, I, I, I want to teach you plenty things, but I can't. Why are you quiet? It's in your Bible. Oh, back to my scripture. Back to my scripture. I don't have time. That you, uh, that you that may you be filled be. with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Underline it or write it down. It's two things that you are going to pray this week for, for yourself. The knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You require this. Without understanding, you are going nowhere. A house is built by wisdom. By, by understanding, it is established. You want stability and establishment. You require understanding. You must know the understand the seasons. Knowing the season is one thing, but understand what you must do understand why you must pray in tongues if you don't understand why you must pray in tongues you will you will toy with it and the benefits that must accrue to you will never come it is by understanding that Paul said I speak in tongues more than all of you Paul's, Paul will not pray over aprons to be given to people and it will work if he was living the kind of life you live let me tell you there is a Every house, when you enter every house, there are keys, bunch of keys. Okay? There is a key that will open the main gate. Then there's a key that will open the main door. Then there are keys for each room. Do you understand me? Prayer is like that. That is why when you go to Ephesians chapter 6, he tells you after he has listed the, 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 uh, the armor of God that he wants you to put up, he tells you, let's go there, Ephesians 6, quickly. We'll come back right now. Yeah, I'm wasting time. Everybody, one go. 
Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's read fast. 14, quickly. Stand therefore, having girded your ways with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So that, that you are praying does not mean that the enemy will not come. In fact, you are, you are shielding yourself in the armor because of the darts of the enemy. It will come. Surely they will gather. Do you understand me? Let's go. 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 18. Pay attention. Everybody, scream it. One, go. Pray always with all prayer and supplication. Underline the, the word all prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. All prayer and supplication in the spirit. Then he asked our our theme word. Being one go. Watchful to this end with all perseverance. With all perseverance. With all perseverance and supplication. Do you understand me? So putting on the armor and walking around is not going to cut it. After you have the armor, he says, praying always, not sometimes, not when you feel like it, not when your body feels spiritual. Always in the classroom, you are praying. The lecturer is lecturing, you are you are speaking, you are praying. You are selling, somebody is buying things, you are praying. I went to a shop just recently, last week. I wanted to buy something. I brought the money. That thing was five CDs. I was holding 10 CDs. The woman looked at me and said, I don't have change. I was going to say, but the Holy Spirit said, keep quiet. Leave. Leave. She had opened the shop. She was about to take the thing. When she turned to look at me, I don't know what, why she turned to look at me all of a sudden. Then she said, I don't have change. Whatever it is he saw, God didn't tell me. Praying always. Praying always. A friend of mine went to do crusade somewhere. And then when the crusade was over, he was in his room praying, thanking God. And then the fetish priest of the town came where his room was, was not far away from the crusade grounds. So he was praying. When he heard commotion, the fetish priest had come and he had slain quote unquote one of the boys in the spirit and he was on the so there was commotion and he was like bring that man of God who dare him to come to our town and come and be destroying our so when the kid told him he said he told me himself he said the first thing he said he said he, was, he fear gripped him but he was afraid when he said then he said you should go and tell him he's coming then he, he prayed. He increased the prayer he was praying. He was speaking in tongues already. Then he came. When he was coming, when he was coming, 
He, first, he was afraid. He said he was afraid. So he was taking his time. The fetish priest was standing there. Son no one. Then the fetish priest saw him. Then he said, Hey, you are the pastor. Don't come here with that fire. Don't come here with that fire. Don't come here with that fire. He said, When he heard that, he became bold. Then he himself he said, Fire. <laughs> then he himself said, Fire. Then the fetish priest went back again. Then he said, now, he didn't know he was carrying fire. Then, one of his boys who was from the park, when he heard that, he also said, fire. Then the first one is, keep quiet, you carry no fire. There's no, who, a jebi a new mu. When you pray, fire is being cooked. You may not know. You may not feel it. He said when he heard that the, the, the fetish place is calling him, he got scared. He didn't know he was carrying fire because he was praying. When he went to his hotel room too, he was praying. Father, thank you for what you have done. He didn't know that fire. So he, when he was approaching the park, he was scared. Then the fetish place said, hey, don't come here with that fire. Don't come here with that fire. Then he said, ah, I'm carrying fire. They said, fire! <laughs> when you pray, when you are watchful, you are building up. Why? Because some fetish priest will be looking for you. Some arrows will be shot at you. The enemy will come. He told you in the verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Do you understand me? I know people who sat in the uh, they were brilliant. I know one particular lady, brilliant girl, attended uh, St. Mary's. If you look at her results from first year to third year, sharp brain girl, I met her. A long while after, she had written those times they were writing, not to us, SSC, five times, five times. The first time I met her, I was doing extra classes from somewhere. It was vacation time. Brilliant girl in the class. Small girl. I said, She told me a story. When she sits in the exams and they say start work, her mind goes blank. She wrote SSE five times. Life is spiritual. Build up your most holy faith. Don't wait till the time of battle has come before you start praying. No. Otherwise, you see the heart the fetish priest told the other guy. He said, you don't, uh, my friend, you don't carry fire. What a shame. I tell people, the fact that your math teacher is good does not mean that you are good in math. The fact that your pastor can pray does not mean automatically you two are carrying the same fire. Your father's fire may cover you, but you must carry your own fire. That's why I told you, my aim is to be irrelevant in your life. My aim is to feed you until you become so powerful that you don't need me. I become just a reference in your life that this man of God is why I carry fire. May you be that powerful. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Point number two, be watchful, be watchful and sober in your prayer life. In fact, that's what we are talking about. So, 
I already switched to the mode of prayer. So, so take add the scripture, Ephesians 6, 18, as one of the scriptures. Be watchful and sober in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 3 to 6. Let me rush here. I will not go too much into detail so that we go away quickly. Be watchful in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 3 to 6. Quickly. One go. Everybody read with me. 1 Thessalonians 5, 3 to 6. Let's go. One go. Everybody. I can't hear your voice. When they say peace, lifting, and sudden distraction comes upon them as labor pains upon the pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Therefore, let us watch and be sober. One, one of the cardinal points, aside the first point of being watchful in your work with God, the second point is that God wants you to be watchful in your prayer and be sober. Sober means that you are, you are aware. You are not under any other influence of this one thing, the coming of the Lord. My brothers, my sisters, Jesus is coming. Don't forget Matthew 26, Matthew 24, uh, uh, Matthew 25. Most of the chapters, all the parables he was giving about the kingdom, he made references to his coming and he said something critical. If the watchman knew what hour the thief would come, he would have watched. He said, you too, you do not know the hour the Son of Man is coming. Therefore, be watchful. Paul tells the Thessalonian church, be watchful and be sober because you don't know what they said, but you brethren, you are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. May you not be overtaken. May you not be overtaken. Hey, when you are about to sleep, when you are waking up, when you are doing your business, when somebody is provoking, whatever you go through, be watchful. Tell your neighbor, be watchful. We've already read Ephesians 6, 18. So 1 Peter 4, 7, quickly. And be sober. Be sober. Everyone, one go. Another word for soberliness is seriousness. Be serious and watchful. Why? He said the end of all things is at hand. In other words, the end of all things is near. Two Peter three, from verse ten, tells you that. Okay, the end of all things is near. Be watchful. Be serious. Tell your neighbor, be serious in your prayers. Be serious in your prayers. Graduate from the mindset of being motivated to pray before you pray. My people, learn to set a day within the week aside where you fast. If, if not 6 to 6, at least 6 to 12, and pray. 
And on that day, do some three-hour minimum midnight prayer. Maybe from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pray! You can't pray three hours. Start with your one hour. It's fine. Do you understand me? 11.30 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. Pray. 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 You don't know what to pray. Pray for me. I mean it. Oh, you, let me tell you that one of the best ways to receive divine protection is to intercede for people. Intercessors are protected. An intercessor is heavily anointed. God cherishes intercessors. Watchmen, people who stand on their watch. Oh, God will reveal his secrets to you. Be the watchman of your family. You have no prayer topic to pray. Pray for your family. Sit down. Father, in the name of Jesus, I build a wall of fire by your presence around this family. My siblings are protected. My father is protected. My mother is protected. I protect everybody with the blood of by the blood of Jesus. I wash away every arrow. I neutralize sicknesses. I neutralize diseases. Any attack protected by hell. This morning, somebody sent me a message. A certain man of God sent me a message. He said, on this particular day of this particular month, on this particular one, the enemy wants to strike this blow regarding this particular person close to you. So, I said, no, God bless you. So, we are praying. Father, in the name of Jesus. Are you here? Pray. And be serious. Prayer is not sweet to the flesh. So the flesh will protest. Pray. A prayerless person is a powerless person because in prayer you are plugged in and the power of God is made available to you. Praise the Lord. When you pray, you become spiritually alert. Prayer sharpens your alertness. Prayer makes you aware of your atmosphere and what is happening. Anybody that begins to seriously pray, pray consistently, and the word is consistently, you become sharp in spirit. You begin to pick things up. You be, your dream begins to change. Your discernment begins to pick up. Things begin to happen around you. You become a solutionist. Try it. Those of you who work, try it. Spend one hour praying into your organization before you go to work. Pray about the work. And you see, before you get to work, you see that things will be registering in your spirit. What you must do. A certain question that your boss will ask you. God has prepared you. Be serious and watchful in prayer. Hallelujah. Prayerfulness will cause you to escape demonic traps. And alert you about demonic counsel. When you are prayerful and somebody is giving you a demonic counsel, you will pick it up. You will pick it up that this one is not from the, from the atmosphere of God. This one is from the counsel of darkness. You will know. You will know. You will pick it. You will pick it when you are prayerful. When you are prayerful, you secure the steps of your destiny. When you are prayerful, you see, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. That the grace of prayer and supplication will fall on you. That you will never win in your prayer. Hallelujah. Third point. Be watchful in your walk with God regarding times and seasons. The first point is almost like this one, but it's different. The first point is you being careful watchful in your whole walk with God. This one is about 
times and seasons. Be, so you can shorten it and say, be watchful regarding times and seasons. Why? Times and seasons are the womb. I've told you this. Are the womb within which destinies are born. Times and seasons is what traps possibilities. Without time and season, you, you will lack opportunities. Do you understand me? And the open doors, uh, the popular scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, uh, sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, tells you that there is time for everything. If you are going to be watchful in God and you, want, you are going to increase and be victorious, then you are going to have to be careful about times and seasons and have insights there, there into. Why? Because there are seasons for battle. Let's go to Ephesians. Uh -huh. Sorry, Ecclesiastes, why do I keep saying Ephesians? Everybody read with me. To everything, there is a season. Everything means every activity. Everything here stands for activities. So there are activities in your life. And these activities are captured in blocks of time called seasons. Alright? So there is a season to grow. There is a season to make money. But there is a season to work. To everything, there is a season. If you are a Christian and you don't know times and seasons as planted in your life by God and as planted in the environment you dwell in, you are going to be a casualty of life. God told Job, as long as the earth remains, sea time and harvest, winter and summer, cold and hot, it will not cease. These are seasons. There is a need for cold. There is, don't go back, go back to my scripture. There is a need for cold season. It has a purpose. The hot season has a purpose. Do you understand me? And the hot season ripens things that were sown. There's a certain kind of life form that comes when hotness comes. And there's a certain life, life form that must end because of hotness. The changes of seasons brings to an end a certain experience and introduces a new experience. As a child of God, you must be aware. There is a season meant for you to go to school. And there's a season where the door will be shut. That you must not go to school for your own advantage. Do you understand me? There's a season where you must trap all the knowledge and there's a season to dispense the knowledge. Do you understand me? So when God says study, it means that many years ago, there's a gentleman who had finished school and for a long time, he was not getting a job. So he started a cake business. He started doing cake. And I told him to invest into it. And after a while, he got angry that why is God refusing to open a door for him to go to school? He wanted to go to the US. I think he's there by now. And one time, they called me. I went to minister in his father's church. And whilst, when I finished, he came to me and we were talking. The Lord told me, tell him that the opportunity I've given to him, which he thinks is idleness, and which he thinks that I am delaying him, is an opportunity for him to, number one, rest. Number two, build capacity because I am going to send him to somewhere. He's going to be so busy, there will be no time to rest. And if he doesn't build that learning capacity, when he goes, he will struggle. He said, that business that I have given to the kick, uh, it is even to help him to maintain that kind of learning things. Because even this one, it will be busy. It will help him to learn how to navigate. He thought God was wasting his time. 
Then he, he started receiving plenty orders for the cake. Then he realized that he didn't have capacity to manage the growth that is coming. You see, most of you, the reason why God is not answering the prayer now is not because God does not want you to go to school or he doesn't want to give you that marriage or he doesn't want you to give you that. You have not built capacity to handle it. And God does not want you to disgrace him. Maybe you are unemployed and you think that God is wasting your time. No, build prayer because when you start working, you may not have that time to pray. Do you understand me? Maybe the child you give birth to, he's a prayer topic. You don't understand me. Eh? Like Esther, your daughter is a prayer topic. She has destiny. Why is it that your child is always gravitating towards dangerous things? Am I at home with you? No. Why is it that things that will hurt her is the only thing she likes to go to? She's a prayer topic because she carries destiny and the enemy has seen that so they want to mess her up. If she grows up, if the enemy succeeds in maiming her and she grows up, she will curse you. So sometimes before you give birth, God will teach you how to pray. God will be putting burden on you. Why is that before you married and gave birth, you had a burden to be praying for children? Did you come and tell me that God gave you a burden? You did it small and you stopped. There's a training process. That's why I told you at the beginning that there is an instruction regarding your ordination that will bring you to your destiny. If you, if you are not watchful in your work with God, you will miss out on what God wants to do with you per the seasons. Be, be, be very intelligent regarding times and seasons. Pray for the grace that was upon the sons uh, 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 what's their name? Issachar. The sons of Issachar. Pray for that grace. He said they knew times and seasons and they had understanding to it and knew what Israel ought to do. Because of that, their brethren were subject to them. You want to rule every leader, every genuine leader, and you are leaders being raised. Every leader is an expert regarding not present times only, but future. The gift that made Joseph a prime minister was understanding into times and seasons. I repeat, the spectacular grace that the, the Pharaoh saw and made him call Joseph Zephaniah Pania and said, the wisdom of the gods are in you was a gift of knowledge into times and seasons. That set him above everybody in Egypt, even including the Pharaoh, because the Pharaoh could not understand the mysteries of the times and seasons he saw in his dream. You are, going to be, you are going to be excellent this year by this grace. I said you are going to be excellent this year by this grace. When the season of that time, God will, will, will worry you with intense prayer in the night. Understand it and pray. Do you understand me? And there are sometimes, the prayer is there, but God will say sleep small. Sleep small. I, I heard a story of a man of God. He said he was going for a meeting. And because of the meeting, he, was, he wanted to pray. He wanted to pray because he wanted to know the man of God for the meeting. He, he started praying or he's sleeping. He started praying, he's sleeping. He'll go and take off a drink. He said that he started Ah! He said he did that until like 4 a.m. 
He struggled and he said, you know, it's day time. Let me take some small rest so that I, uh, when the morning comes, I can go. As soon as he closed his eyes and the sleep came, no, he was caught up in a trance. God began to speak to him. But he said the first thing God told him was that for the past seven hours, I've been trying to get your attention to sleep so I can show you. I'm not saying that for when you come to... <laughs> You Christians always want the easy way out. All the plenty things I've said, you didn't pick the revelation. It is the revelation for you to sleep that you are getting. Let's finish the scripture quickly. Quickly, one go. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose, under heaven, verse 2, quickly. Quickly, one go, read with me. One go. A time to be born and a time to die. Hallelujah. Birth announces a season. Death announces another season. Without death, there will be no rebirth. Without death, there is no resurrection. Do you understand me? There are things that must be born and there are things that must necessarily die. Jesus said, I must go away. It is uh, beneficial to you that I go away. The people were sad that Jesus was going away. But he says, don't be sad. My going away is profitable for you. Hallelujah. If all the people that lived in the other century were still alive, you would probably not be getting the job you are working on now. Because there will be too many people competing for that position. If somebody doesn't retire, you probably will not be promoted into that position. A time to plant and a time to harvest that which has been planted. So there are seasons you must, you must be careful. Tell your neighbor, be careful. Be careful and take advantage of the seasons. Hallelujah. Colossians 4, 5 to 6, quickly. Colossians 4, 5 to 6, quickly. Let me hurry up a bit. He said, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside. I've preached that script, uh, scripture before. How to walk towards those who are outside. It's not my topic for today. Otherwise, it will waste my time. But there are people who are outside the kingdom, walking wisdom towards them. One of the ways to walk in wisdom towards them is that you don't listen to their counsel, Psalm 1. They are not in the kingdom. They are not in your marriage. So walk in wisdom towards those who are outside your marriage. It's not everything about your marriage you tell those who are outside the marriage. Are you listening to me? You meet any boyfriend, no, you go and tell a certain body. By the time you see that person is your, has taken your boy. Somebody call me. It has happened. Oh, this person is proposing to me. Sir, Maybe that person that you are telling, her crush is that guy. She will go and shoot her shot and capture your meat. Then you become enemies. Then she will be rejoicing and go and give testimony in her church. 
after all, God loves the two of you. And according to your interpretation of the violent taken by force, she's violent and she has taken it by force. Praise the Lord. Learn to shut up. Tell your neighbor, learn to shut up. Learn to grow in silence. Learn to build in silence. Let people think nothing is happening in your life. Their opinion doesn't matter. Let me not waste time. Let's go. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with sauce, so that you may know how you ought to answer each one. When you are going to be watchful regarding times and seasons, you are going to learn to keep quiet. Because seasons can be birthed by your mouth. Seasons can be shut down by your mouth. You are know it's not Joshua Selman preaching, so you won't say it is deep and powerful. I know you won't clap. But I'm not looking for your applause. I am looking for your understanding. You can end the season by what you say. And you can birth a season by what you say. Be very strategic with this thing. Do you hear me? Be very strategic. May God heal you from mouth diarrhea. I know you hear. Mouth diarrhea. May God heal you. Say amen. amen. Are you here? Season with salt. Hallelujah. Let's, let's read the last scripture. Romans 13, 11 to 14. Quickly. Romans 13, 11 to 14. One go. Everybody will read it with me. Somebody take a microphone and read along. Okay, one go. The night. One go. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Uh huh. And let us put on the armor of light. Uh huh. Let us walk properly, as in the day, not in reverie and darkness. So there is a certain lifestyle required of each season. You are going to be watchful in times and seasons, regarding the times and seasons. And there's a season called the daytime. He said the night is far spent where you could do things anyhow. We are in dangerous seasons. Do you understand me? It is daytime, meaning that the, 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 the day star is risen upon you, shining his light upon you. So you are in the day. And there is a particular steps and activities required of you. And I pray for you that throughout the year and throughout the month you will not lose God. May God keep you alert. He said, let us walk properly. Verse 13. Let us walk properly as in the day. Not in revelry and in drunkenness. Not in lewdness and in lust. Not in strife and envy. Daytime walking. This season called daytime requires a certain kind of lifestyle. The lifestyle of the dark must not be seen. Eschew it. Envy. 
lewdness, drunkenness, lust. The 12 says, cast off the works of darkness and then put on the armor of light. There is an armor called the armor of light, the armor of the daytime. Be watchful in the season. Tell your neighbor, be watchful in this season. Be watchful in this season. Don't live your Christian life like nothing is at stake. Because your destiny is at stake in the kingdom. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Seasons birth possibilities. You know that. Times and seasons birth opportunities for your destiny to be actualized. You, you waste times and seasons. You waste your, your destiny. So if he tells you to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill it, he is telling you, secure your destiny. Because Christ is your destiny. To attain to his likeness, to attain to his power, to attain his approval, to be told, well done, my faithful and good servant. That is all we want to hear. At the end of it all, at the end of it all, that's what I want to hear. Praise the Lord. I pray for you that this year you will be watchful and alert. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the Holy Ghost will fill you and keep you sharp and alert regarding times and seasons that you will know that February has come with this season. These are the things going to happen in February. So God expects me to take this step. God expects me to plant this seed. God expects me to make this harvest. God expects me to withdraw from this particular person. There are certain people, they must not be with you at a particular season. Not that you are not going to be friends with them, but you are not going to talk to them in that season. May God give you that wisdom. May God give you that wisdom. I said, may God give you that wisdom. There are seasons where you must necessarily separate yourself in prayer. May God give you wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody entered a season of kingship and he went to his friends that he grew up with for counsel. Instead of going to kingmakers for counsel, he went to foolish people, stupid people, godless people for counsel. And then they gave him counsel and then he refused the counsel of kingmakers. They told him, tell the people that my, my little finger will be bigger than my father's loins. Some of you, stupid counsel is your wisdom. May God set you free. This man lost kingship, the season of his reign, because of a foolish counsel. There are people that must not be around you when you enter a particular season. They must not be. I pray for you that that wisdom will enter your heart. Anybody that would, will, anybody whose counsel will make you miss your throne of glory and elevation, may God approve that person from you. That person may be a teacher. That person may be a boss. Do you understand me? May God order your steps. May God order your steps. May you not lose your place of righteousness. May you not lose your place of holiness. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? clap for the Lord. I don't know what you have learned today. But I want you to pray shortly for the next one minute. Lord, align me to watchfulness. Teach me to be sober. 
make me alert regarding times and seasons. Let the grace that you gave to the sons of Issachar begin to operate in my life. Hallelujah. Sometimes you wake up, you know that I'm in a season of marriage. But why is it that I am not seeing the proper, the, the right woman that is, that I'm supposed to get married to? When that time comes, be careful. Don't cast your net wide so that you draw in many women. Because you see, man looks on the outside and the outside can deceive you. When you cast your net wide, you may catch a certain fish. Later on, its bone will hear you in your throat. And then you realize that the adage that says there are many fishes in the sea is not necessarily a good proverb because not every fish is good for you from the sea. Hallelujah. Lord, give me wisdom. I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom and the grace to be watchful regarding times and seasons. He said, be watchful. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. The grace to be able to buy back times and seasons. You understand me? The grace to buy back by taking divine strategic steps. May that grace come on you. The wisdom to know what to do. You see, when you have seed, no farmer gets up to go and plant seed at any season. There are seasons to break the fallow grounds and prepare the grounds for, for planting. And there's a way you treat seed so that when you plant it, the harvest will come. I realized that, that this corn, maize that we eat, when you go to the agro people, there are some specific corn that can do well in dry season, which must be planted. Mm. I found out recently, because of the farm I'm doing, I found out that there are certain corn that, have, that withstands any season, uh, the, the dry season, sorry. But there's a certain corn, if you plant it, in a sense, by the time it's germinating, you see that something black, black, black has come on the leaves of the corn. It is not resistant to anything. So even seeds, there are categories of it. Father, I receive the right seed for the right season. Do you understand me? Seeds can be ideas. Okay? Seeds can be steps you must take. Seas can be like the prayer topic that the man of God. Seas can be certain destiny helpers. There are some people, they are seeds in your life. By your interactions with them, harvest will come. Are you here with me? Lord, I receive grace to know the times and seasons. There are some seasons when you are studying, it flows. There are some seasons when you study, it won't go. He said, and it came to pass when kings go to battle. There's a season for battles to happen. Every warrior does not get deceived by the season of peace and relaxes. In the season of peace, most warriors build defenses. They amass weapons. They train new soldiers. If, if, if 
not for the, the battle that Abraham had to go and fight to rescue his nephew. We wouldn't have known something that the Bible had kept quiet. The Bible says that he had trained 300 men who are soldiers in it. He trained. So Abraham was not every, sitting at the, under a tree every day. Abraham's life was not a life of he wakes up, he goes, I'm a rich man. Then he's counting how many camels he has, how many oxen he has. No. And then when he's tired, he's going to sit under a juniper tree waiting for an angel to appear so that he will feed the angel. The Bible says that he trained 300 men. So he knew that one day he may need to go to battle there will be a need for a sword to be picked to defend or to rescue, to redeem what has been taken from him. The Bible says redeeming the time. Redemption is about buying back. Sometimes buying back is not with money but with a sword. He fought to buy back a lot. Some of you have to buy back your prayer life. Some of you have to buy back the relationship that the enemy... He said, be ready to rescue or to restore that which is ready to die. Revelations 3. Lord, I receive grace. Hallelujah. You want to travel. Everybody around you knows. Why? Why? Why, Why is it that every step you want to take, everybody knows? Have you realized that none of your plans has come to pass? Oh, Casadodo, you talk too much. Tell your neighbor, you talk too much. I repeat, tell your neighbor, learn to grow in silence. Sometimes it is because of what you told your friend. That's why your enemy knows what you are going to do. What did I say? Because you see, the one that is your enemy, your best friend is best friends with that person. So in their interaction of sharing sweet counsel together, your matter is sweet counsel. I'm not saying don't be friends in church. But I'm saying that not everything is shareable. Learn to maintain what must be maintained. Do you understand me? I can meet you. We can eat food and Kobe soup. But I don't need to tell you everything about me. And when you find out what I was doing later, I said, but I'm your friend. He didn't tell me. Tell them, I told the one I must tell, Jesus. Normalize minding your business. Tell your neighbor. The Bible says that bear each other's burden. If I have not told you, it means that it's not a burden. That I want you to help me out of. So when you find out that all of a sudden I've done something and it is showing, Apostle, I was with you. You didn't tell me. Uh, you were, you were, it's not your business. It is me and Jesus' business. Praise the Lord. Oh, may that wisdom fall on you. May that wisdom fall on you. 
See, a certain man that was anointed was going to get married and he went with his best friend. By the end of the day, his best friend married a woman, Samson, and he didn't marry the woman. And he got angry. Because he gave a riddle and his best friend tricked the woman to tell the riddle. What have you been sharing with the one you think you could? Sometimes the person you say is your best friend, somebody else is his best friend. It is you that is seeing the person as your best friend. No? But the other person, you are an annoyance. Ask your best friend, am I your best friend? Oh, ask your best friend right now. Hey, may God give you wisdom. This, this, this last point that I'm closing on there is a whole message. The points that God gave me under being what fall regarding time. It's a lot. The scriptures are plenty. I told myself, maybe another time I'll preach it as a standalone topic. Times and seasons. Times and seasons come with human beings. Human beings are major players in times and seasons. Check the scriptures. Every time a season was going to be announced, a human being was involved. You see, when I'm doing naming ceremony, I tell you that anytime a baby is born, when you find out the prophecy about the child, you will know what God is going to do in the future. Heard the prophecy. If you were there and you heard the prophecy about John the Baptist, then you know that the Savior, the Messiah is around the corner. You would have known. So you prepare yourself and your children for the manifestation of the Savior and say, Master, align to this guy's destiny. Pattern your life after this guy because by the manifestation of his destiny, something supernatural is about to take place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you hear a prophecy about somebody, be wise and start aligning yourself. Hallelujah. Hey, start. Don't wait till the person is working the prophecy before you want to come. Uh, road go block. Road go block. If you are not interested in my process, you are not invited to my party. What did I say? If you are not interested in the process of getting up to the promised land, the hard work where there is blood and sweat, when the party is, don't be bothered when you don't get invited. There is no seat at, for you in, at that table. And it's not because I hate you. I love you prior to not invite you. What did I say? That 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 invitation that I will not give you is for you to help your heart. Otherwise, when you come, you'll be jealous. And that will, add, will be sin, adding sin to sin. Next week, I'll go into it's one of the things God said. He said, tell them to guard, be watchful against greed. And I was shocked at some of the revelations he was giving me in some of the scriptures I read. Be watchful this year. 
against greed. Guard your heart. What is not yours is not yours. It's so dangerous and deep, he added it to the Ten Commandments. Convert not after your neighbor's wife, cattle, whatever. Have you realized that lately, what every good thing that somebody else has, you want it? Have you realized? Cut it off. Bow your heads. I don't know what you have heard, but I want you to pray shortly. Father, keep me watchful and sober in prayer. Keep me watchful by your spirit regarding times and seasons. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to guard my walk with you. May I know you. May I walk. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. Father, keep me watchful to this gospel. It is the power. To, if you are going to be saved, he said, it's the power of God unto, to all that believe. What will save you is this message, the message of the kingdom, the message of salvation in the kingdom. He said, everyone that believes, it will save you. It is the power. The power is in this one. The power is in this one. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and make conformable. That fellowship of the suffering there, when we quote that scripture, we won't like adding it. Even me, I don't like adding it. The fellowship of his suffering. When we say, let's share the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, you say, after the fellowship of the Holy Ghost, you also say, and the fellowship of his suffering. But it is part of the equation. Close your eyes and pray. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministry.